0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Bears podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. What is up, believers, and what is up, Bear Down Nation? I am Cameron Lee. And I am Joy Christopoulos. And today's episode is
1: brought to you by betonline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is back, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at betonline. Like, oh, I don't know, maybe a big Bears victory against the Bucks in week five. And from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, betonline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Cameron, week five, Bears pull it out on Thursday Night Football, 20 to 19 over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cameron, we've been talking for a month now about what this team is, what we want to see, who is this team, what is this team. I don't think this team is ready for primetime, but did we learn anything this week
0: in week five? I think we learned that we don't know anything. I think think that's further confirmation that we have no idea who this team is, what they're about. They've definitely showed that at times, at times, and we've been saying it all year, at times, they can do some really special things. And we saw some special things happening on both sides of the ball. Defense stepped up in a big way. Offense made some plays when they were needed. But there's definitely still some holes. So, I mean, I, I don't know that we could take too much out of this game other than, hey, when, when their backs are against the wall, when big plays need to be made, when uh, a, a great opponent comes to town, this team can, can take down those, those big-time opponents. It's not always going to be rolling over the Lions and the Falcons and the Giants. So, that's, that's a good sign.
1: Yeah, a couple things that I learned if you're going to get out the measuring stick – We measured up pretty decently against a solid team, which I think a lot of people in the NFL think are going to the playoffs with a 43-year-old future Hall of Famer. That being said, a gutsy win. We would always talked about the Bears. This Bears team under Matt Nagy never quits. They keep coming. They keep chugging. And just really enjoyed the effort from the defense today. It was nice to see some big plays and some sacks on moments where penalty flags weren't finishing out those plays. And as an offense, we're going to get into it right away. But tough sledding early on was able to catch a couple of breaks, cash in on some opportunities and score
0: just enough to beat Tom Brady in week five. Just enough is right. 20 to 19, man. They, uh, they we're cutting it close and it took a while to get the offense rolling. And there were a lot of holes in the, in the offensive attack today, man, that rushing, that rushing game is still not there. And there was definitely some opportunities missed early on some throws missed, but man, Nick Foles is the ultimate heat check is the ultimate heat check, and man, when that guy gets rolling, he is something else. And there was there was times in this game where he uh, he just seemed to have it. He's like he's got a, the, my man's got a flamethrower, BDN is what they call him. I'll go ahead and let you guys figure out what that stands for. But man, he uh, he found it at the right times. The team got a little hot. Made some plays, but I mean, big, big shout out, a lot of credit due to the defense stepping up at the right times, making big plays, and twenty to nineteen, man. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes it's a, it's a little bit of luck.
1: Cameron, for our picks this season, we both moved to four and one. You had the Bucks winning this game. I had the Bears winning by one point. I'm not going to mention final score. I'm just going to say that we had the Bears winning by one point. And let's walk it back to the beginning of the game, real quick. You're talking about Nick Foles getting hot. So before we go to the oven, let's go to the freezer. Because those Ooh. first couple drives were absolutely brutal. Nick Foles on a third and two, easy rollout, easy completion, just air mails it over Allen Robinson's head for a quick three and out. That was a problem early on. Drive later, underthrows Allen Robinson, interception, nice play by the Bucks, but still not a great ball. The first quarter was a rough go of it for the Chicago Bears offense.
0: It looked like more of the same from Nick Foles. It looked like uh, a lot of Bears fans were ready to write him off. To I heard multiple people talk about, is it time to bring Mitch back? So I mean, if that, that's any indication of what we were dealing with and what we were working with. You know, he just missed some early throws that you, that you know, not even not even Mitch Trubisky should miss, and and uh, it, it just didn't look great. It didn't look crisp by any means early on. That first you mentioned that third down rollout play, not even close. There was a play. Darnell mooney uh broke off uh broke off the corner by i mean 10 20 yards if we're, we're, we're talking about walking into the end zone and, we're, and we just can't seem to, to connect there's just something off early on and uh and and I, I don't know what what that's all about you know we keep coming back to reps and uh, chemistry and timing and all those things but at a certain point <sighs> hey maybe it was the second or the third quarter where it started to click but early on i mean it was ugly and they're, they're just not good throws. And for the roller coaster that
1: is the Chicago Bears season, let's at least have some empathy for the people, that the unnamed people, Cameron, that were texting you, perhaps asking, should Matt Nagy have his hand on the Mitch trigger at some point in this game? Because let's be honest, you moved on from Mitch. You brought in Nick Foles. And now you're in a point where you brought in Nick Foles because you wanted to win the football game. You're down 13 to nothing. Nothing's working. I believe we had 79 total yards somewhere in midway, second quarter. And you're starting to ask yourself some questions here. Is this a production-based business? Yes, it is. Do you move on to someone else? And luckily, Nick Foles started getting going. And if I may add, I think he got it going a little bit because I thought Nagy called a couple great plays in that second quarter. That wheel route to Corderell Patterson for 25 yards was an excellent dial-up. Totally hit. Great execution there. And this was something that I wanted to see from Nagy. I didn't want to see every single play. He's dazzling us. But call enough of those plays in those right moments to show why you are the coach, the offensive mind that everyone thinks that you are.
0: I think Nagy had an excellent game uh, calling plays for the most part. And they and you mentioned the, the, the pass, the wheel route to Cordero Patterson. There was a lot of stuff like that that we saw early on that was actually really encouraging, and they were able to get Cordero Patterson more involved in the offense, and it wasn't necessarily always just handing him the ball like we've kind of talked about time and time again in the backfield, they had him in the backfield running uh, like the little wheel route, getting more involved. They did a little bit of an, like an end around and did more creative stuff with him because we kind of hit on it every week. He needs to be a part of this offense, and it's a it's a good idea to try and get him involved in the running running game. There was not a whole lot of just uh, just regular old turnaround and and hand the ball off running style uh, tonight, and that's largely in part to how good uh, that that Tampa Bay defense is it was really encouraged by some of the play calling, some of the scheme stuff. Creativity found the found the way to get the ball into easier completions and, and you know, not necessarily having to throw the ball downfield to get big yardage. And and that was something that I really enjoyed from Nagy and this offensive staff and uh, some of the stuff that they were able to able to do tonight.
1: Able to cash in on the touchdown after that cordola Patterson completion. Now it's 13 to 7. Tampa Bay gets the ball back and you're just hoping for a big play from the defense, and they come up huge with a Kyle Fuller hit that was a completion. They had to look at it, and it turned out to be a fumble. Bears get the football. I just want to get your opinion on that hit, man, because me and my buddies were asking ourselves. It was a not-it situation of, would you be able to survive that trucking that Kyle Fuller laid
0: out there? That I cannot believe like the teach tape, like how perfect that hit was. It was so cool seeing him. Well, first of all, let me go ahead and say this i'm so tired of flags and reviews i mean like it takes so much momentum and rhythm and the flow out of the game and then we watch the video and they're like oh that's actually how exactly how you're supposed to do it it's perfect it's not even close you know what i mean like it's that's the frustrating part is that it's so good kyle fuller's hit uh, oh my gosh the the hit was perfect the placement the pad level watching him extend in his seeing his momentum go through the defender so much that it actually lifted his body off the ground. Like he was taking a jump shot. It was the coolest thing to watch in slow motion. Man, the um, the receiver, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, the running back who got hurt on that play. I I wish him nothing but the best, but man, uh, I don't know that I could, that I could have survived that. I don't know. You wouldn't have survived that for sure. Joey, that, that was beautiful.
1: No, thanks. Uh, I'm taking the winner off (laughs) to spend more time with my family after that kind of hit. And for the first time, I feel like all season, the bears not just catch a break, but get a short field, the momentum switches. And then let's just keep the highlights rolling. Let the kid, keep the good times and the good feelings going because let's talk about that Jimmy Graham catch this guy who is already over his 2.5 touchdowns this season. This is, that was a Jimmy Graham catch from the New Orleans Saints days of yore. He just went up and just snatched it. One arm held it, Held it close to his heart and just brought it down for a touchdown talk about it it was beautiful
0: that was just an example of just uh of just some alpha stuff that wasn't real alpha behavior you know i'm jimmy graham i'm like 38 years old i've been doing this for 24 years and when it's my time to get in the hands on, i'm going to go down there be more physical and and you just can't cover him you know you just can't do it there are certain people that have sort of that advantage in certain ways mike evans is one of them and we saw him do it a little bit to us tonight But Jimmy Graham, man, when he gets down there and and he wants the ball, man, you know, those corners, safeties, they're going to have a tough time getting him covered up. And he's able to go down there, make an awesome play, huge snag. And man, that is a little nostalgic. It felt good. felt good seeing that.
1: And 22nd timeout before we move forward in the game. Let's just talk real quick about this is what we were speaking of when we're talking about Bears offensive skill players, right? Allen Robinson and Jimmy Graham are guys where you just got to give them a chance to catch the football and make plays and they will make it happen that's what we've been looking at with the quarterback position of them just getting an opportunity to make those type of plays darnell mooney was open on a couple plays that nick Foles overthrew but again these guys are getting open and if you just give them a chance jimmy graham and a rob especially on those 50 50 balls they're going to come down with it and we just need a quarterback who can be relatively accurate in that area
0: the bears have a couple of weapons that if given the opportunity will make you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll make that big play and make it happen if they just granted, you know, that opportunity. And so when Nick Foles put the ball in the right place and give these guys a chance to, you know, cook, as the kids say, you know, let him go out there and make those big plays. You know, you got to think about like the catch radius of a guy like Jimmy Graham. He's a he's a big playmaker. He's been doing it for such a long time. And he's the type of guy that, you know, if, if you put that ball in the, in the space, just let him go out there and do his thing. And, and that's exactly what we saw. You know, and, and when uh, when you need that big play, he's someone you can go to. And, and that's got to give the quarterback so much more confidence. You know, just knowing that these guys, that Graham and Robinson, who are sometimes we force feed, it seems like there's a lot of balls being forced their way, but you got to trust that those guys go out there and make those big plays
1: offensively we go from the outhouse to the penthouse suddenly we're up 14 13 we go to the half we've got the lead what's going on the tides have turned what a quick swing balls actually bears actually get the ball back to start off the second half and let's just glaze over it a drive that is garbage bubble screens play calling that i don't really fully understand not an interest really in committing to the run at all and then This is the portion that I want to really talk to you about. It seemed like the offensive line floodgates just kind of broke on both sides of the football. Let's start first with the Bucs, and then we'll go to the Bears injury. The Buccaneers, did I get this wrong? Did they commit an offensive holding penalty on four of five five plays? Was it four of six? Five of seven? What was it, Cameron? I I had a hard time keeping count, but... Khalil Mack started getting to the quarterback and they had no answer for it. And they just started holding and the the bananas started hitting the field.
0: Yeah. That was crazy. Just how poorly that, that, that drive went. And you could see the frustration on Tom Brady's face as he went to the sideline and delivered just a, just an all time ass chewing to his offensive line. You know, the bucks are one of the most penalized teams in the, in the NFL and the Bucks' offensive line is phenomenal, but you could tell there was a time there reached a point in this game where Khalil Mack said, "Hey, I'm healthy, and uh, and I am here to wreak havoc," and he did. He did it against. I told you that he could get to the get home on Donovan Smith. He, he then went on the other side and got home on Tristan Wirfs. He beat up on Tristan Wirfs, who I think might be the best right tackle in football right now. I mean, he he said, "I'm going to come out here and I'm going to get home and I'm going to wreak havoc." And the Bears' ability to, to create pressure and dial it up, Tom Brady was not comfortable the entire second half. And and like we're saying, this was happening on a on a phenomenal offensive line. I mean, we're talking about three out of the five, uh, you know, PFF all first-team uh, first offensive linemen through the first quarter of the season. So, I mean, this is a line. Like, this is a real offensive line. And they just dialed it up. And Khalil Mack took over. And then you saw the penalties start to set in. You saw uh you know just sometimes like let me put it like this sometimes as an offensive lineman and when your sole job your sole purpose is to just keep people out of the quarterback's face and you just can't do it you just feel so helpless and uh and when that guy got across from you it's just like any other position when that guy's feeling it when that guy's got got the juice man, the bears had the juice for that drive and it turned into a it turned into a, a real uh shit show if you will pretty quickly
1: In hindsight, when I start looking back, I felt like the pendulum started to swing just a little bit when Akeem Hicks in the second quarter started making some plays in the backfield. Then you kind of started noticing Roquan a little bit. The Kyle Fuller hit. You're like, okay, this is starting to turn. This is starting to look like Bears defense, Bears football. Mm -hmm. And then in that third quarter, you nailed it. Khalil Mack was literally talking trash to Tom Brady and anyone that was near him because he just started owning people. And it felt like that they were helpless at times. What, they have a second and 37? or they have a one and 35? You know, the numbers started getting absolutely crazy. And that's when I felt like the momentum really shifted. And this Bears defense held the Buccaneers to only six second-half points and also stopped Tom Brady on the final drive. You know, hats off to them. This is the Bears defense I think we've wanted to see all along.
0: I don't know what it was that we saw that created this, I don't know if it was a sense of urgency or just aggression, but the Bears just dialed it up tonight. It was just such a more fun game to watch on both sides of the ball but defensively I think really is where they set the tone and I, I noticed it early on Roquan Smith coming downhill and playing like a, like a crazy person you know early on he missed that big tackle in the backfield on Rojo on Ronald Jones but you could just see like they were playing fast and aggressive and maybe even a little undisciplined but just coming with that sense of urgency. And that was something that I don't feel like we've seen. You know, the Bears have kind of like sat back and played a pretty, you know, conservative defense thus far. And tonight, I just felt like they really decided that they're going to dial up the pressure and just play, play a little crazy. And and I just think it it really permeated throughout the entire team, uh, offense, defense, special teams. It was a lot more fun and a lot more exciting. And I think that that's something that they need to do moving forward because this defense is clearly the better side of the ball. And if they're able to do that generate turnovers, put the offense the opposing offenses in bad positions, they're going to help their offense in turn. And that's what we saw. Because when they are able to create those turnovers and create those opportunities, that's when the offense can score. And I think that's what did a big part of it. You know, like that touchdown drive in the first half, when you force that turnover and all of a sudden you have you got great field position. And instead of, you know, maybe you forced a three and out and now they're punting and you still have to go you know, 70 yards to score. It's a big difference.
1: That's a fantastic insight too, because if you didn't get a chance to check the game and you're looking at the box score, you see Ronald Jones jr. You know, he had over a hundred yards rushing and you're like, Oh, that's not so good. But in trade off to that, maybe as you would say, the cost of doing business, the bears were, had this aggression to them. There was a feistiness and that aggression was there and they were out there to make some plays. They were able to pop a couple and Khalil Mack by far had his best game of the season. So great to see him just kind of like whispering in Tom Brady's ear and having him get waved off. And it was just that at that moment, it just felt like that we were able to actually come back and win the game. We were able to put together a field goal, go up 17, 16. And then we head into the fourth quarter. Cameron, I got to ask you, James Daniels goes down with an injury. This is right after the game. So bear with me. I'm blanking on his first name, but they brought in a guy named Alex. They brought in a guy named Alex bars. And as I texted to you, The bars are supposed to be closed right now, but the bars were wide open on that second play. Got absolutely blown up for a sack. And he just – it looked like he struggled and good on the Bears and Nick Foles and Matt Nagy because it looked like they had to protect him on
0: multiple occasions the rest of the way. Are we going to give a little bit of uh, slack? Throwing in the fire. Throwing in the
1: fire. Vita Bay is a
0: great rusher, a a big physical player. Getting thrown into the fire and being asked to block that man one-on-one is tough. Um, so, so we'll go ahead and give him a pass. Although I I wasn't, I didn't love his punch and I didn't love his set to be expected. We're not, we're not talking about, you know, a starter. We're talking, we're talking about a replacement level player and James Daniels has been, has been for the most part, pretty good in pass pro this thus far. So, but credit to, you know, Nick Foles, credit to the bears offensive line credit to you know, scheme-wise, dialing up some things and finding protection and being able to, I guess, put together whatever needs to be done to, to patch that hole, and sometimes that's what you got to do. And so, you know, Alex Barr stepped in, and that's a tough situation for anyone, especially an offensive lineman. You're sitting on the bench. You haven't played. You know, he hasn't played all year. <laughs> you know, offensive linemen don't take plays off. This isn't like one of those positions where it's like, hey, man, tap out. I need a breather. Offensive linemen don't come off the field. So Alex Barr, is, I don't believe, has seen any action this year. And uh, and to get out there, you know, he will be better. There will be some continuity stuff getting for getting uh moving forward. You know, we talk about it every week. It's not that easy uh, to just hop in and play. But I, I don't I don't think that it's going to be a huge issue moving forward. I think he'll be just he'll be just fine. But yeah, tough spot for sure.
1: Very tough spot. James Daniels. Hopefully the injury is minor. Hopefully if he misses only a week, he can come back very soon. And it's just really tough. We talked a lot about this Buccaneers defense and their defensive line, and just get thrown right into it. It just kind of set us back in in an interesting point in the game, which turned out to be not the most pivotal moment, but it sort of preceded what ended up happening, which I want to talk about. let's get into more of Matt Nagy's play calling. I got two things I want to hit with you. The first one is Bears are driving. I think they get the ball to the 20 or the 25-yard line, and it looks like Nick Foles, they hit Allen Robinson like three or four times in a row, bang, bang, bang. They're in a rhythm. They're in a rush. They're, They're trying to get the Buccaneers gassed, and Foles wants to roll. And it looks like that there's a little bit of not a disagreement, competitive, you know, communication going on between the sideline because Nagy wanted to change personnel, wanted his play in there, kind of slowed everything down. And you could see him on the sidelines kind of working through it a little bit. You know, I feel like what he was saying was that Foles wanted to
0: keep it keep it rolling. What did you see in that particular exchange? It seemed like, yeah, I think you got it exactly right. It seemed like Foles saw something in the defense that he liked, that he wanted to take advantage of, that he thought, you know, keeping the same group out there and rolling rolling with it and picking up the pace maybe to their advantage. Ultimately, obviously, Nagy didn't see it that way and wanted to switch up the personnel and go back to the huddle and do all these sorts of things. Um, So I I don't know what Foles saw. I'm not nearly that smart, but it seemed like uh, – you know, Foles had something up his sleeve and there are some quarterbacks where you say, Hey, yeah, like let's, let's, uh, let's trust that guy. I think if Tom Brady wants to go no huddle, you know, the, the Buccaneers are going to go no huddle and Aaron Rodgers probably has that right as well. And, you know, there's guys all around the league, you know, Nick Foles, I guess in here first started as a Chicago bear, maybe you don't have such a, such a luxury, um, you know, maybe moving forward, uh, uh Nagy will kind of give him the freedom to do that, to, but, you know, I, I guess in that situation, it's really a matter of uh, of, you know, trust in your gut or trust in uh, trust in the coach. And ultimately, Nagy decided that uh, that he knew best in that situation.
1: I found it to be a really interesting exchange because a lot of people talk about Nick Foles, now the quarterback of the Bears, Matt Nagy's offense. How fast can they gel? They should hit the ground running. I think this is a clear indicator and evidence of them still trying to feel each other out a little bit where Matt Nagy maybe in that situation. Knows, you know, if, if, if Foles rips off four or five in a row, I just got to know to like, just let them keep ripping. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to change up personnel here. If we're feeling something, just keep going and doing it. And, you know, M- Nagy's probably on his own play sheet looking at his own stuff, wanting to change personnel. And it just seemed to be like a really interesting exchange that I
0: think as we both could probably agree, we'll just come over time. There's probably like a, a little bit of like healthy, competitive spirit to that sort of communication. You know, some people might look at that and go, Oh, look at this. This is, this is bad The coach and the quarterback are yelling at each other in the middle of the game. I think that's good. You know, some of that fire that translates well, or it can, you know, when things end up working out, ultimately it's the heat of the moment. Everyone's competitive out there. Everyone's kind of trying to get their point across and everyone thinks that they know best in that instance. I think that stuff could be really healthy and seeing that, uh, You know, if they can get on the same page and work through those issues, you know, if you're, if you're passionate enough to yell at your coach on the sideline in the middle of the Thursday night football game, I mean, obviously there's something that you believe in strongly and, and a real message. And I guess a camaraderie can be, can be formed in those moments. So if you're one of these people that's out there, like thinking like that's a bad sign, that's not always the case.
1: Let's go to the final moments of the game, because I think both coaches, we can sort of question the play calling decisions that they had because. Chicago Bears get the ball back. They can't really make anything happen. They punt. Great punt by Pat O'Donnell, taking it down, I believe, the 10 or the 15-yard line. First play, Buccaneers run. Urban blows up the play, knocks him back, second and 12. And then at that point, the Buccaneers choose to throw the football twice. Incomplete twice, able to stop the clock. Great stand by the Chicago Bears defense to get the ball back. Bears get the football back drive the ball, get a pass interference penalty. I'm sorry. Personal foul penalty moves the chains down, you know, Buccaneers again, penalty after penalty, kind of helping us out a little bit. 11 of them for the game. And we get down into a situation where it's a timeout. It's a timeout switch. You know, you got to run the football to burn through the timeouts. This is Tom Brady on the other side of the field. How did you feel about Matt Nagy throwing the ball on second and third down before the field goal? They completed the third down pass short of the sticks I don't understand that thinking. You
0: gotta burn those seconds because they're precious, and you can't give them to Tom Brady. But it seems like time and time again, I question what we're doing in terms of clock management down near the end of the game. And and you you know you you can't blame them for wanting to try and get a first down and thinking that. The passing game has been has definitely been superior uh, to to the rushing attack at this point, and they've been able to throw some of these underneath routes. And it's basically been their rushing attack has been throwing the ball four, five, six yards to Allen Robinson. That seemed like that was their their primary you know form of, of running the ball. You just want to limit the amount of time that Tom Brady's going to have with the ball, and make them use those timeouts, and make them have as little opportunity as possible. So I I, I do question that. And you know, Matt Nagy probably knows a lot more than I do. And I feel like I say that a lot, but I do question that time and time again, his, his clock management style and strategy leaves me, you know, just leaves me a little nervous. Uh, and he, and it seems to happen quite often. And the one argument is the hubris
1: of the offensive minded coach is The ball is in our hands. We can do whatever we want. We're going to get these yards, these first downs. Heck, I want to score a touchdown, but also, the more practical coach realizes that these seconds, this is math we're talking about at this point, we're talking about timeouts versus time left and how much time you want to give Tom Brady, the football left, you're in field goal range. What do you do with it? And maybe it's getting to a broader point. Cause I think this is the first big post game point. I want to hit where we've talked a lot about the offensive line, the running game, we knew that this Bucks defense was going to be tough. They hadn't allowed a rusher to run for over 59 rushing yards against them this season. The Bears game could the Bears' running game could just could not get going at all. And do you think it was Nagy just realizing he couldn't go to the well with something that didn't work or is this honestly just transforming before our eyes into the shotgun Nick Foles draw play every once in a while but ball in his hands 35 to 40 pass attempt type offense we might be seeing moving forward?
0: Yeah, I mean, like back-to-back weeks, we we talk about it where the Bears don't seem to have any desire to commit to a running game. And granted, they've probably played the two best rush defenses in the league last two weeks. So we'll go ahead and maybe hold on hope that that is contributing to it. This is going to be a drop-back team and a shotgun team. That rushing attack that we were pretty high on through the first couple weeks may be dissipating before our eyes. And who knows? Maybe it's maybe it's a scheme thing. Maybe it's just being prepared for the opponent. I don't know. I gotta. I have to feel like you know Nick Foles throwing for forty-two passes this week, and I believe even more pass attempts last week. Like we're going to continue to see more and more of this. Even in moments early on in the second quarter,
1: I think there was a stretch where they tried to do three kind of delayed. Passes to Dave Montgomery on the weak side. It finally worked on the third time for some positive yardage, but it's almost like they have so little confidence with Nick Foles and shotgun running the football that they're just going to try and disguise it and run the football like that with these soft little quick passes to the side. Dave Montgomery, unfortunately getting the football behind the line of scrimmage and hopefully making up those yards afterwards. And I'm with you. I, I'm hopefully there's going to be some better matchups coming up where we are going to be in situations to commit to it. But it feels like this is just the sweet spot for Matt Nagy moving forward, and perhaps Nick Foles as well.
0: You know, Allen Robinson and David Montgomery are like accounting for like I want to say it's half the total touches of this offense, and <laughs> David Montgomery is getting seven catches for 30 yards. They're almost all coming like straight out of the backfield. These short little check down throws, these nice little wheel routes. Cordero Patterson also had three catches for 38 yards. But again, the majority of that's coming from right out of the backfield. So it's like this is his attempt at running the ball is is to just do these nice, easy little throws and everything that we saw through the first couple of weeks, just go ahead and scrap it. That's that is no more. That was Mitchell Trubisky's Bears. This is Nick Foles Bears. We're on the fuller coaster, baby.
1: Uh, on the Fuller Coaster. That's fantastic. I, I can't love credit it. that.
0: That's not me. I, I saw that on Twitter, but oh, but I do love it. I'm oh, sta- I'm I'm using that. The Fuller that, Coaster.
1: That's good. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Let's talk about the Fuller Coaster real quick because he missed on some throws early, but later on, let's keep it on the optimistic side. Did I get it right? I think when they were driving for the game winning field goal, he killed out of a play and found David Montgomery for that wheel catch uh, again. Just a great call right there, and honestly, something that a seasoned pro does, and something
0: that he just brings to the table that we all know Mitch Trubisky does not. Yeah, you could see that. You could just see the the confidence and the poise, and just kind of the gamesmanship. It's like we like we say sometimes some guys are just gamers, and you know whether it's having the guts to to yell at your head coach and tell him that you that you want to be running no huddle against. Tom Brady and the, and the Buccaneers and the best defense in the league or having the guts to check out against pressure and run a little, little wheel route check check down. And Oh man, it's he's out there making plays and those, uh those things matter, you know, just that instilling that sort of confidence that knowing that that guy can come out there and get you in the, in the right spot. Even when you may have called the wrong play, he can fix it. That's a huge difference. It's a huge confidence maker for this offense, and and it, it looks nice. It looks really nice. And
1: that's the best part about this Bears win. It is a gutsy win across the board. Look at just from the defensive standpoint of – Yeah, getting burned by the tight ends a little bit. Danny Trevathan, again, getting exploited at times. The running game was able to sort of get through. The tackling was suspect at best in that first half on a couple of plays there. The Jalen Johnson hit, uh, I believe, in the first quarter was just, that's a rookie. That's soft tissue. That's Charmin right there. But again, rebounded we able to make enough plays. I thought they did a great job in terms of the deep game. I don't feel, I don't feel like we really got hit deep. Tom Brady's throws weren't really anything to respect or, or fear, to be honest with you, and make enough plays to just hold them at bay, hold them to field goals, which is what you got to do with Tom Brady. Offensive side of the ball didn't work out great at first, but again, different guys coming up and making plays. We've already mentioned Patterson and A-Rob. Anthony Miller, out of nowhere, comes up with a big first down catch in the fourth quarter. Darnell Mooney still doing stuff. Jimmy Graham with a fantastic one hand. I mean, across the board, Cairo Santos kicking the field goals and making them that you're supposed to as a professional kicker. Thank you so much. That was a 38 yarder, by the way, that was Cody Parkey territory. And let's just say my heart stopped for about 15 seconds. And then I got flatlined in the night and just came back to life, but gutsy across the board. And I think of a win that bears fans should really be proud of. Just total
0: team effort of this one. This was just exciting. This game was just fun. You know, there were obviously flaws in it, but there were just guys making big plays at big times. And uh, that's really what the Bears are. That's what we keep asking for as Bears fans is just when we need a play, can you guys step up? Can you make it? We're not asking that you be perfect. And I know that we've been saying that this whole season. I would rather see this Bears defense come out there and maybe, you know, maybe miss some tackles, maybe make some mistakes, but, but t- force turnovers, play aggressively, and be game changers, be big time game changers. That was more fun. That was a lot more fun. I think it's just a, it's a great big contributor to the success and and this team win tonight. And I want to see more of that all across the board, just big plays being made. We're getting closer to playing four quarters. I think we had about two and a
1: half this week. We're creeping towards three. Eventually hopefully we'll be at four and then we'll just see what happens from there. Cameron, I want to do some lightning
0: round grades with you real quick. Bears offensive line, give them a grade. C plus. The Bears offensive line played a played a very good defensive line and I thought they looked fine. I thought that the that there was definitely some pressure on Foles, but like that's just going to be the way it is. Especially when you drop back forty-two times against a pass rush that is this solid. Todd Bowles loves to dial up pressure. Uh, early on on early downs. Shaq Barrett is a monster at the linebacker position. I mean, this group, there was going to be pressure. They're unable to run the ball. um, And that's literally what this defense does. So I'm not going to beat them up too much about this. I think they played fine. I think if we're being completely honest, the Bears look like an average offensive line and they played C plus good enough to good enough to get 20 points today.
1: Yeah, you might be uh, the hard grader this week. I'm going to give him a B minus just on the fact that the Buccaneers offensive line committed so many penalties, and the disparity alone probably gives them a half grade. And, again, like you said before, Alex Bars had to slide in. They all had to band together in those final moments. And, look, we were able to kick the game-winning field goal with Bars on the field. So let's be real. We didn't want to give him a hard time early on, but obviously he did enough things right.
0: Give the defense a grade as a unit. Defense, I'm going to give an A minus. Giving up 19 points to Tom Brady, the GOAT, a heavily loaded offense, you know, that's totally acceptable. The thing that we've been asking is that they make big plays, that they make game changing plays, and they did that. There were sacks. They got in Tom Brady's face. They forced this defense or this offense to implode a little bit. Lots of penalties were forced. And Kyle Fuller made an all time tackle force to fumble and change the game. You know, that that play changed the game, changed the momentum. That's exactly what we're asking. That's what we need the Bears to do. Back like 2018 when they're forcing turnovers. That's what we're asking for. Force turnovers. I don't care so much about conservative defense. I don't care if you give up yardage, I don't care if you give up touchdowns. Give your offense chances to score. That's what you have to do and they did that today.
1: I'm gonna stick with an A minus too as well. I mean, we've just got stars that we can hand out to every level on the defense. Akeem Hicks again, as always, amazing. Khalil Mack with a huge game. Roquan Smith, and of course, like you mentioned, Kyle Fuller. So we got a little bit of everything from the defense today.
0: Nick Foles, give us a grade. Nick Foles is gonna get a uh, a B on this one. A solid B. I thought he came out, played well enough. You know, threw 243 yards, so uh, surpassed my yardage total. One touchdown one interception you know he's not throwing the ball downfield a ton and he missed some easy throws and big opportunities early on but he rebounded he rebounded and he threw he threw the ball and and executed and got you know plenty of completions enough completions to win this game he took what was given to him the this uh defense they did a good job of taking away those big downfield throws for the most part those weren't there in, in this uh the secondary played really well So they basically said, hey, beat us underneath, and he did. He threw the ball to Allen Robinson 10 times for about three yards to catch. I mean, and and Allen Robinson would make a couple things happen. He just took what was given to him, threw the ball to leaking leaking running backs and guys out of the backfield and made some short throws. Jimmy Graham obviously helped him out with the big play. Anthony Miller made a big play. Darnell Mooney had a catch. Still, hey, I'm going to go ahead and hit on this. Still no Cole Komet. Bobby Massey has more touches than Cole Komet does this year.
1: Since we've been giving out grades here on this pod, I haven't seen a player miss the first 10 questions on the test in a row uh, since week one, since Mitch Trubisky. But somehow Nick Foles was able to come back and look, I think he just gave us what was advertised, making big throws, accuracy down the field, able to see the second, third receiver. Did move around in the pocket a little bit, which I thought was actually an encouraging sign to see, and I'm giving him a B two as well. Again, he did lead a, a game-winning drive to put us ahead to give us the victory over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I can't go any it lower. It's than hard him. to complain about that.
0: You I, can't complain about that. I can't <laughs> go any lower
1: than that one. Uh, final one, Khalil
0: Mack. Great for the game. Uh, what's above an A? A I don't plus. Know. A plus. Dude, he's a such a. He's and there's been so many reports. You know, people who don't really get it have been saying, you know, Khalil Mack's numbers are down. He's not this great of a player. Where is this elite player? And even I have at times have said, man, you know, he's just not. maybe not quite there. His impact is there. It's just not in the stats, and today it's going to be in the stats. I mean, if you just watch the game, watch what he's able to do to, like I said, Tristan Wirf's one of the best tackles in the league. You know, this entire offensive line was just in shambles because the all-out assault that this uh, defensive line uh, and the and the pressure that the Bears were able to dial up. And Khalil Mack, it all starts with Khalil Mack. And, man, uh, A-plus times two.
1: Yeah, I saw Bilal Nichols in the backfield, Robertson Harris. I saw Urban back there, Robert Quinn, Hicks. But it all started with Khalil Mack. I get a chance to watch the All-22 tape, so I'm enjoying checking out what happens to Khalil Mack on a play. You know, what is it, three guys, four guys on this play? What is it? And just watching him last week, I felt like him and Quinn got close to some big plays on several different occasions. I think they are bringing the pressure. I'm glad to see that it was only a matter of time because you're right, Khalil Mack somewhere along the way, him and Hicks just completely dismantled that Bucks offensive line where they were literally willing to commit penalties before they would allow Tom Brady, the golden boy, to get hurt. And yeah, A++. Happy to talk about Khalil Mack on the Believe in Bears pod because
0: it always feels good. This was a big game from him. We needed to see him really, truly come out and just take a game over. We can say how great he is time and time again and what his impact is, but we needed to just see it so that even the non-real you know just the regular casual fans could see it his impact on this game they're going to show the highlight of tom brady or uh, khalil mack hip tossing tristan wirfs all 330 pounds of him they're going to show that highlight like for the rest of time there's a couple great there's a couple great memes or gifts from this game you're going to have the, the the khalil mack hip toss just after the play for no reason on this giant man. And then Tom Brady holding up four fingers is it's going already to be fr- out there. It's already out there. I'm seeing one right now that has uh, Tom Brady holding up the four fingers with the crying Michael Jordan faces on the fingertips. <laughs> I love the internet, man. Rookie move from the 43 year old. Just got to call him out. Cause we're an objective on his podcast. here, Cameron rookie move. Hey, that happened to me once in a in a high school football game. It didn't happen to me. It happened against me. the The starting quarterback for the Bismarck heading Blue Devils lost count of uh, of the down, and uh, yeah, he just basically I think he ended up uh, spiking the ball on fourth down. So I mean, just lost count, man. It happens. It happens to the Bismarck heading Blue Devils, and it can happen to Tom Brady. Cameron,
1: you know what this means? You finally have your icebreaker for when you meet Tom Brady. You just
0: got to tell him that exact story. I'm sure he would love it. You know, I'd be like, man, you don't even, you don't even eat strawberries. Like, I love strawberries. Like, he it definitely just...
1: was that time of year when he was going to lose his mind uh, <laughs> and unleash upon his teammates because that just seems to happen annually now.
0: Hey, man, if you're gonna come back and play football at the age of forty-three. You know, you obviously have some pretty high expectations. Like if I if I if I came back out there and was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this one more time. I'm gonna move my entire life and to Florida and play football for one more season in the middle of a pandemic and like do this all again. You know, I'm gonna be pissed if the guys are, are screwing around and you know if his offensive lineman is getting hit, if his offensive line is getting him hit and committing penalties. Yeah, go there and throw throw a goat fit. You're the goat. You can do that.
1: Cameron, final topic on um, Bears winning 20 to 19 over the Buccaneers in week five. I think I might already know what the answer to this is, but the Bears get 10 days off. We get a little time off or two ourselves. Don't worry, you guys. We'll be back next week to preview Bears Panthers. But if there is one thing, one area of the game right now that the Bears need to work on over these next 10 days, besides getting healthy, what is that one
0: area right now that they need to focus on? I want to see them find, I, I say it all the time, but I want to see them find their running game. I don't want to have to see Nick Foles throw 40 to 50 passes every single game to win. And even in doing so, 20 passes, or I mean 20 points on 40 plus passes is, is not fantastic offense. So I would still like to see that running game to complement a newfound passing attack. So please, if we could get that mix that I've been begging for, I've been begging it for it since uh, since you know the preseason and uh, the Mitchell Trubisky days. I don't know if you remember that. It seems so so long ago, but yeah, I just want to see full on, well-rounded offense, complimentary football, the ability to run the ball, to throw the ball.
1: Cameron Bears win 20 to 19 against the Buccaneers in week five snatched from the jaws of defeat against the 43 year old Tom Brady to beat him for the first time I think in the last 20,000 years it feels good Cameron feels good Bears
0: victory take us home on a victory pod You've been listening to the Believe in Bears podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you tune in to check us out next Thursday as we give you a preview podcast for the Bears matchup with the Carolina Panthers. It seems so far away right now, but it's coming. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you like, subscribe, share the podcast, tell your friends, get the word out there, and remember to always bear down you have been listening to the believe in bears podcast on the believe podcast network. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.